Welcome into Bills Tonight Digital. The Bills fall to the New England Patriots 14 to 10. The Bills fall in the AFC East as the Patriots take a bigger lead in first place. If the Bills want to take that first place lead, they must win out the rest of the way against teams in their division. Maddie Glab here with Bills legend Steve Tasker, and I feel like this is a game we knew the weather would play a factor into the game, how much we weren't sure. Uh, we saw how it unfolded. Mac Jones only attempting three passes. Uh, the wind was coming from one direction, so when you were going into one direction it was hard the other direction not so difficult but I feel like this is a game where you could play the woulda coulda shoulda game uh, with several different things whether it was that 64 yard run that Damian Harris broke off for a touchdown uh, that Tyler Bass missed field goal you can nitpick the tiny things but when you look at the game as a whole what do you think were some of the biggest factors in the Buffalo Bills not coming away with a win in this one well they couldn't get it going offensively enough to force the Patriots to do something other than run the football. The Patriots, and, and with the Bills playing eight, nine guys in the box, knowing that Mac Jones was not going to run the football, the Patriots still managed to get first downs. And that first half of, uh, of you know, 11 points really was the difference. They snapped off a 64-yard touchdown run uh, in the first half. That was really the difference in the football game. The Bills came back and matched it, but the, the Patriots, because they were going into the win, got to the two-point conversion. Bills couldn't recover, and they could not force the Patriots to put the ball in Mac Jones's hands. The running game was absolutely everything they needed it to be. The Bills had no answer for it. They could not get the Patriots off the field. They couldn't get the football away from them. And, and frustratingly, offensively, they couldn't complete enough passes to stay on the field and give themselves a chance to win. The one play that really gave the Bills a chance here was the Tyler Bass missed field goal at the end of the, right at the midway point of the mm -hmm. five minute mark of the fourth quarter. Um, he hit that at the left upright, or I'm sorry, at the right upright, and it should have been aimed like left center of the middle, and he hit it almost right at the right upright. And, you know, the wind blows that direction, blew it out wide, and, and it wasn't good enough. Um, that kick right there really set him up to have to score that touchdown at the end to win the football game, and they couldn't get it in the end yeah. zone. Had they been able to hit that field goal, an easy field goal would have been another a way to do it, and then they, it was a win. But... That's only one of the aspects that got away from them. A tough situation to be in. Uh, the Bills led up 222 rushing yards is what the Patriots uh, committed in terms of their run game and their success in the run game. Damian Harris averaged 11.1 yards per rush. And to talk about more about their lack of stopping the run or difficulty in stopping the run in this one, let's hear what Mike Hyde and Jordan Poyer had to say about tonight's game. Um, you knew that's all they were doing at some point. I mean, you got to protect everything, but what was the uh, toughest part about just kind of neutralizing them and getting enough stops? Um, once I got the run game going, obviously we knew they were we knew they were going to be running the running the ball a lot, um, and then from there it's just. Uh, Getting them in negative situations. Um, they got good backs. They got good backs. They're they're running downhill, um, mixing up a little bit on us, and and whatever was working for them, they were going right back to it. So, um, you know, they were able to to five yards here and there, um, broke a few to, for for some first downs. <clears throat> but I think you know in the in the second half, obviously that long run in the first half, um, you know that kind of hurt us. 
But second half, you know, we're able to get off the field and make some stops. Um, just unfortunate. Is it fair to say, Micah, that's an issue for this defense? Well, you asked me that last time. This is, they ran the ball. They ran the ball how many times? Uh, 46 times. Do I think that's an issue for this team, for this defense? Uh, no, I do not. And I feel like we can we can um, always do better. Uh, <laughs> we can always do better. Forty years since the team has won a game, running that few times in a game. I mean, passing that few times. Is that embarrassing? I mean, what kind of Boy, question? What are we doing, that? bro? What kind of question is that? I think we. I think keep, we keep that. Keep all right. seven points. Yeah, we, 14, uh, four, or, fourteen to fourteen. Fourteen to ten. Double the final score. We made stops when we had to. They had one big run. I mean, they got good backs. They, yeah. All right. Um, they kept coming back to a couple of runs. I mean, I don't know how you want us to answer that question. That's funny. Well, I'll, we'll remember that. I'll remember that. <clears throat> Mike, how, how do you mentally get over this? I know, I know it's easy to say, well, we'll get over it. You know? so, how do we get over it? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's another loss. Um, you know, obviously we want to, <clears throat> we want to get on a roll and, and, and start winning. Um, another close game that we let let go, and you know, short short week and, and on to uh, on to Tampa. But I mean, uh, you say it's another loss. I mean, this is the Patriots, right? First place was on the line. It was home. Monday night football. All eyes on you guys, and it didn't go obviously the way you wanted it to. I mean, <laughs> I guess how. It's got to be really tough to bounce back from this, no? It's a, I mean, it's a tough loss, obviously. But, you know, I mean, we've got Tampa Bay this week. Um, excited about another opportunity to go play football. What can you say, guys, just about the last six, seven weeks, it's kind of, you know, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. You guys mm -hmm. talked last week about stacking wins, and it just hasn't happened yet. Are you, where do you go from here in trying to recapture some consistency where you can stack wins, like because you really need to. Now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's the nature of the NFL. You got to find a way to get a win, and, and even if it is a close game, you know it's it's tough. Uh, you know we understand that, but you know we feel like we can always play better. And um, you know, once again, it's on the next week, and and we gotta we gotta find a way to get a win. <clears throat> Does it help in any way? Not help feel better, but knowing you're gonna see them again. Does that at least maybe give you a little solace to know that you'll see them again? You'll have a chance to avenge or beat them on their, in their own backyard? I mean, you know, this loss, yeah, it sucks. Um, yeah, we do get to see them again in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, our focus obviously is trying to get better from, from this tape and then moving on to Tampa Bay. Big game down there in Tampa Bay next week. Uh, we'll see this team again. You know, they, uh, it's a good football team that we lost to today, and, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a way to bounce back. That was Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, and I want to get into a little bit of what Micah and Jordan were, were seemed to get a little bit frustrated about a question, and it was the question of Mac Jones only attempting uh, three passes. Are you embarrassed with losing that way? And you had a good point while we were just listening to the press conference. They do allow only 14 points 
they do allow only 241 total yards, which is under their average which ranks first in the NFL. They were allowing 275 total yards a game, and I know you're not going to stack up as many yards in this one because of the weather here, but did Mac Jones not pass because of their success in running the ball, or did Mac Jones not pass as much because of the wind and because he is a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was because of the wind and because of the scoreboard. Um, they knew it was going to be a tight game, and they knew it was going to be difficult to score points. Certainly, the Bills holding the team to 14 points is should be enough in the NFL to win a game. The problem was the Bills' offense couldn't execute any better. Um, there was 106 offensive plays in this game. The Patriots ran 49 of them. The Bills ran 57. So they had eight more uh, plays than the offensive plays than the Patriots did. Uh, the Bills had more first downs. Uh, they were 4 of 13 on third down. The Patriots were 2 of 12 on, on third down. Um, of course, rushing yards, Patriots 222. The Bills had 99. Net passing yards, 19 for the Patriots, 96. I'm sorry, 99 for the Bills. So, yeah, the Bills' offense is – you know, as culpable in this as the defense is. You can look at that and say, hey, they didn't have to run. Well, they didn't because they didn't have to catch up to anybody. They got that. They snapped off the big run, and that's certainly the defense's, the defense's fault. But you need the offense to stay sharp. And coming back, getting the touchdown and going down by one, Patriots still had the lead and then added the field goal going into halftime. So the Patriots, you just knew they were going to be disciplined enough to force the Bills to do something to make them change. And the scoreboard never dictated that. So the Patriots were perfectly willing to punt it, play the field position game, use the wind in the fourth quarter of their advantage, keep the Bills backed up with the punt game and, the, and special teams, and, and just wait it out. Uh, it would have been interesting if Tyler Bass would have hit that field goal and the Bills would have had a chance to win it with three, how that would have changed the Patriots, but I don't know that it would have. This game was within reach for the Buffalo Bills the entire game leading up to that last drive that the Bills had on offense. Each team had ten opportunities to score, ten drives. The Bills scored on two of those ten drives, and the Patriots scored on three of those ten drives. So it wasn't like the Patriots uh, were all over the scoreboard here. We see that final score. Uh, one thing that I also want your take on and to point out is when you're playing against a team that is run heavy, which the Buffalo Bills knew this coming into the game over the last six weeks, the Patriots were averaging 144 rushing yards a game, which was top five in the NFL over that span. They do go 222 in this one, uh, which is going to rank very high, if not the highest for this week in NFL football. But the way the Buffalo Bills play defense, they stack the box all game. That's great, and you allow few yards when you play defense in the right way, but you're, you also give yourselves up to a big run at times, like we saw the Damian Harris 64-yard rushing touchdown mm -hmm. because they couldn't seal the yeah. hole that Damian Harris found. So what did you think of that plan to stack the box like that all game, and how did the Bills do well in that, and where did it go wrong also? There was 46 rushing attempts for 222 rushing yards. They averaged 4.8 yards per carry. That's a pretty high number. Yeah, that, that's the thing that got, got it. And they've got another couple of games between us before they pay the, play the Patriots again. There's no reason to think the Patriots are going to do anything different until the Bills' offense forces them to, uh, to keep up on the scoreboard. And with the way the, the Patriots play red zone 
defense, the Bills may settle for field goals the entire game, and they'll never be able to, to lengthen it out to pull the Patriots out of that. Um, right now, if they played again, the Patriots wouldn't change their game plan a bit. Doss, I mean, you could have you know anybody playing quarterback for the Patriots and handing the football off. Um, but I think that's got to be really, when they go back and look at this film defensively, they've got to be really frustrated with their inability to stack the box and stop the run. And, and that's something that's going to have to change. All right, tight end Dawson Knox is answering questions from the media right now. Let's hear what he has to say about tonight's loss. Uh, if that one is better loss, is maybe experience outside of the championship game last year, obviously, regular season maybe? Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the more bitter ones. I mean, do you guys realize what was on the line there, I think, right? I mean, you know that was kind of a game you really couldn't afford to lose, right? I, mean, uh, I don't know how to answer that. Well, I, mean, I mean, you guys kind of knew how big that one was. Just what's the feeling to have let it gotten away on your home field? And not a good feeling. So we'll, you know, learn from it and got stuff to fix, but um, still got five more games, so... You know, it's not a feeling of like, oh, wow, our season's over. But um, definitely disappointment. But uh, we got another one coming up in six days. A couple weeks ago, Dawson, we talked to you after the game, and you were kind of sitting there talking about, i got to make more plays for Josh. Did you feel like you kind of left him out there tonight? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely a few I want back. Um, and, you know, it's just got to control the things you can control. Um, you know, I can't be looking uh, to make excuses on anything. So, yeah, definitely something I want back. Josh was really gunning passes out there tonight, the way the wind was flowing. What was it like trying to catch those balls? Um, like I just said, like, you can't make excuses. Um, there were some that I should have had that I didn't. Um, you know, obviously, playing here, there's going to be outside factors. But, um, yeah, you just got to control the things you can control because um, wind and rain and stuff, we can't. You know, you can't stop that. So uh, definitely something that I should have had that I want back. I realize you're dealing with the elements. You're dealing with a top-flight defense. But what kind of kept you guys from really kind of kicking it into a rhythm that we're familiar to see with you guys? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's the familiar um, topic of shooting ourselves in the foot at inopportune times. There's no opportune time to shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, we just seem to tend to do it at the absolute worst time. So for us, like Dawson said, there's no no finger pointing or nothing. The only finger pointing you can do is inwards. And uh, I think if you asked everyone on this team, there's plenty that they could have done um, to you know come out with a win, which we which we didn't do. And uh, you know we'll we'll learn like every loss. We'll learn from a lot of these mistakes and go from there. Guys move the ball well enough get in the red zone three times on your own. You got one time on a turnover. Um, what happened down there that kind of made you stub your toe a little bit in terms of punching it in? The red zone? Yes. Um, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, football is, you, you know, the red zone percentage, uh, being successful in red zone is a key factor in winning games along with turnovers. Um, and when you... Uh, when you lose either two of those, or you don't you get the percentages that you need to, it becomes a very hard game to win. And uh, like I said before, there's plenty of times for all of us to look intrinsically and see what we could have done better. And that's the frustrating thing. Mitch, on a, on a night like tonight, when it's 
no secret that both sides are going to run the ball because of the weather. When they're able to have, and I know you're not out there playing defense, but when they're able to have the success that they're having and offensively for you guys, you're not able to sort of match or exceed that, how frustrating is that for an offensive line and, and, and an offense as a whole? Um, yeah, I mean, we knew the elements were going to play a huge factor in the game plan of this game. Uh, I think every person, you know, there's always one person on each play, and there's plenty where it was made it today, where, you, you you know, the run game, all 11 guys need to be doing their job and straining. And, uh, you know, I thought the defense played admirably, and we, we like, you know, Thad said, we didn't, we didn't do well enough in the red zone. And um, plenty of opportunities to bail our defense out, who I thought played a tremendous game. Um, that's all you can really say. When you say shooting yourselves in the foot, I'm just interested in you expanding on that answer. I mean, it, it seems like more often than not, or far too often, you guys were losing the battle at the line of scrimmage. But is it involved more than that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's um, – it definitely starts with the line of scrimmage. If you're being honest, in the run game, I mean, you got to move your guy. Uh, you got to create lanes for the uh, running back. And um, – and then, then there's maybe just communication, uh, you know, where to go, what to do. And, um, yeah, so there's little intricacies in each play. Like you said, in the run game, you need to move your guys. And uh, we didn't do a good enough job of that today. Sorry, Dawson, it looked like you had that one seam down at the scoreboard and late. It looked like Josh just threw it early for you hadn't come free yet and the ball was already out and past you. Is that just an example of... The timing just being a hair off tonight in instances? Um, yeah, I'm just going to have to see it on film. Um, there's several number of things that could um, affect timing. Um, but, you know, it's just something we're going to have to look at tomorrow and get fixed. They mentioned Kansas City, you're three and four. Are you surprised how this has kind of spiraled the way it has the last two months, really? Um. Yeah, I mean, you don't plan on losing games. You don't. It's not part of the gig, right? Uh, you know, it's a. I think that kind of question answers itself, right? You don't plan on it, and you, you got to figure out what's wrong. And um, you know, now it's the time of season where, you know, not that it doesn't early on in the season, but you know, once November and December hits, this is crunch time. So we understand the implications of this game. We understand the the magnitude of what this meant and this loss meant. So it's not lost on us. We, we understand that we have a lot of work to do to um, put ourselves in a position where we think this team can be. And uh, it starts with looking intrinsically and going from there. Thanks, guys. All right, Mitch Morse and Dawson Knox there. And we're going to throw it right over to Josh Allen, who's answering questions right now. I asked Dawson, I'll ask you, in terms of a regular season game, is that as difficult a defeat as you've had the stomach? In your Josh, I asked Dawson, I'll ask you, in terms of a regular season game, is that as difficult a defeat as you've had the stomach in your time here so far? All losses feel the same. Doesn't really. What was on the line tonight with that team, where you guys stood, that's what I meant by that. Um, I mean, I think, you know, everything we want is still in front of us. How much of a factor was the win tonight? It wasn't too bad. A um, couple throws, obviously, it, it may have affected. It's, uh, you know, you got to play the conditions here. Uh, 
Coach, I knew you were you were even telling the guys after the Saints game, you know, it's time to start stacking some wins. I mean, you guys know the schedule's getting shorter here on the back end. Kind of start doing that. How, how, where are we now? Are we like DEFCON 2 here, or what's the urgency to really start getting rolling here? I mean, we, we've got to play better. It's no secret. we got to, we got to start winning games to accomplish what we want to accomplish. But like I said, everything's in front of us, and uh, we kind of get to control our own destiny. You know, we got to, we got to find a way to keep winning or, you know, start winning games here towards the end and um, start stacking them together. But it starts with the next one. Gosh, you guys started the season four and one. You're three and four since then. That's a pretty big sample size. How has this thing spiraled out of out of control, really, in about two months' time? Um, I don't know if it's spiraling out of control. I don't know if I'd put it in that context, but um, you know, we got to win the close ones. Uh, we got to find a way. And uh, we were one and four in the red zone tonight. Didn't didn't play good enough. Um, I take that very personally, and you know, I got to play better and be better for this team. Josh, you're 12 games into the season, and I appreciate saying each week when you lose, you've got to figure it out and get better. Is There's sort of been a pattern to the losses. Is this who you guys are at this moment, the, the type of team, the way you've lost? And does it need to change now? We're in mid-December. I mean, these are the biggest games of the year. Yeah, we've got to find a way to win. Um, I don't know what you want me to say. Like Again, we didn't play good enough. Uh, we gotta we got to play better than the other team that we play on every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever it may be. Um, we haven't done that um, you know, too often in the last few weeks, and we understand that. Um, but again, you know, there is a sense of urgency with us. Uh, we're, but we're, we're going to go out and practice hard and focus on the next one. Josh, how confident um, are you <clears throat> that you guys have the right mental makeup inside that locker room to, to turn this around and flip the switch? And that might not be the right wording, but kind of figured out and get it on a roll. Here. No, I'm very confident in our guys. Um, we've got some great leaders. We've got some some true professionals on this team. And, um, you know, this can be one that, that can rip us apart or bring us together. And I think the latter. You know, I think, um, you know, I think we'll get things rolling. And uh, I don't think, I know I know for a fact that we will because of the makeup that we have. Hey, Josh, acknowledging that both of these offenses, <coughs> the offenses are built differently, right? And And acknowledging the success you guys have had through the air. But on a night like tonight, did you feel you needed to run it more effectively as a team? I just felt we needed to execute um, whatever call was uh, made by Coach Dable. Um, you know, I don't know if we executed it as well as we wanted to uh, in both areas. And again, you don't get to take plays back. Um, so again, we, we understand that we got to play better and we got to go out there and execute. And it starts with me. Josh, what happened on the fumble with Matt Breida early in the game? It looked like maybe he didn't even have it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure uh, if I got it to him or not. Um, I'll have to look at the tape, but right, right now I'm pretty unclear of what happened. Um, but that's that's something that we got to clean up. Josh, when you mentioned the red zone struggles, was there something consistently happening there, or just what happened? Um, I mean, again, the, with conditions and how defenses are going to play, that type of uh, that type of way, um, you know, going back to that, that can't take a sack there and, and force us out of field goal range, um, understanding the weather. So, um, again, just situational football got to be better. On the deep ball to Diggs there, did you talk to him? Did he get kind of turned around? Was he having trouble tracking it? Um, the incomplete ball. Um, I don't know if the wind took it on him or, or what happened there. I'm sure it did. Um, 
you know, when the ball's in the air and like that, with with the type of weather that we had tonight, I'm sure it's up there moving. Um, again, that's that's a play that I trust him to make, and uh, I know he's going to make a lot more of those, and um, then he's not. Um, you know, and just doesn't make me not trust him any anymore, any less. Josh, you said the win wasn't too bad. I think that's exact. But I mean, how much more difficult than a night like that is it to operate a precision type offense? Um. And again, I, I don't know if it affected us too bad. Um, maybe a throw here or there. But again, uh, that's that's why I'm here, to play in those types of conditions. And um, got to find a way. Josh, what did they throw at you on that fourth and 14 at the end there? It was zero. And uh, you know we had a good concept called. Um, I think the ball kind of died a little bit. Uh, but the guy made a good play falling off on the inside post. and. Uh, Typically in zero, you don't get that. But type of zero, they play with eyes on the quarterback. That's uh, it was a good play by him, and um, hats off to him. Looks like you had Dawson down that seam down at the scoreboard end. It was the timing just off a little bit because he looked like he was about to come free, but you got it out quick, and it just looked like you and him timing-wise might have just. Been Which off one was that one? Down here at the scoreboard end, it looks like he was carrying his man up the seam there, and you threw it early, and. Couldn't stretch and get a hand on it, and went incomplete through the back of the end zone. Um, was that going the other way, that way? Scoreboard, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I thought they jumped off sides, um, and I was just trying to give them a chance. And again, just maybe put the ball out too far in front of him, uh, but just trying to get the ball in the air where he can uh, have a chance to make a play. Two more. Team captain, leader. What you know? We're not in the locker room now. With, with to be around you know you guys very often. So what is the mood of this team right now? What is you mentioned earlier being confident that you have the right guys to turn things around? What gives you that confidence? And where do you feel the morale of this team is right now? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think frankly we're um, we're pissed off because we want to be great. We're, we're pissed off for greatness, and we expect so much of our, out of ourselves and. Um, when we don't play the way we know how we can play, um, it, it could be angering at times. But again, with the makeup of the guys that we got, you know, I've got I got no doubt in, in our ability and our team ability uh, to turn this around and, and start winning games here towards the end of the season. Thank you. Josh Allen said this is one that can rip the team apart or bring them together, and he wants it to bring them together. They haven't won two straight games since week four and week five. Starting week six, it's been loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. They have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, on Sunday, a 425 game. So how can this team use this up and down and win here, loss here, to fuel them for a, another big game. I mean, this was a right. huge game. Monday night football, you're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions on Sunday. Another big game, another stage to prove to people who you are. This team, they're a good team. They have good talent. But we heard Mitch Moore say, we beat ourselves at the worst times possible. And I think you and I would agree with what Mitch Morris was saying there. It seems like they get in their own way in some really inconvenient times during games throughout this last six-week, seven-week stretch, uh, beginning with the Tennessee Titans loss there in week six. So 
How can they use this hodgepodge of the last six, seven games to come together and, and figure it out and start playing the way that they played to start the season? Well, certainly Mitch Morse is correct. I mean, you look at the mistakes they made tonight, the Matt Breida fumble, the uh, uh, the the missed, play, missed tackles or the, the misplay of the run game on the 64-yard touchdown, uh, the two-point conversion they couldn't stop. You know, the Bills' defense held the Patriots to one touchdown tonight and two field goals uh, and the two-point conversion. And they get the win. Um, and then they come back and, you know, you miss the first field goal, then, you, you know, you don't get a chance to – the second field goal is not an option then. Uh, and the offense – for as much, and the wind was really howling tonight. There's no question about it. He knew it was going to be tough to throw, uh, but the Bills did a much. You know, obviously the Bills felt like it was still part of their plan to throw the football, and they were pretty successful doing it. Particularly on that last drive, uh, Josh made a nice scramble, got him back down to the red zone. But when you fumble that first trip inside the red zone with Breida going in, and then you get to, and you come away with nothing on the other two. It's pretty easy to see why you're not going to win that game, and that's that's really what allowed that game to continue the way it did offensively for the Patriots. They had no reason to do anything other than what they were doing. So when you've played before, when you were on the Bills, I mean, how did you guys dig yourselves out of a time, a span of games where you felt like you were beating yourselves in, in, in inconvenient ways and in ways that you knew you were better than that. What, what does it take? You focus on execution. You focus on the details of doing what you're supposed to be doing and the reasons why you're doing it. And that means everything will come together a little bit more smoothly. I mean, that's, that's exactly why the Patriots have had such success under Bill Belichick. They do have talented, a, a handful of talented players, but, but most of those guys on that team on the Patriots teams of the past, they just don't make mistakes. And when you do and they don't, it ratchets up the pressure on you over the course of four quarters. And we saw that tonight. Uh, the Bills were making more spectacular plays in the past. They threw the ball. They ran the ball well. Uh, defensively, they are getting tackles behind the line of scrimmage. But the Patriots, you know, after the first long run, they were perfectly willing to just move the change, take whatever field goals they could get, and allow the Bills – uh, to move the football if they could, but if they couldn't, they had to punt it away as well. And if they did get in the red zone, they forced them to make a really tough play in the wind, in the conditions, to beat them, and the Bills couldn't get it done. Uh, no question the Bills, you know, even – and Josh Allen's right. He saw the, the defense flinch into the or what he thought was into the neutral zone, tried to get a free play, found out it wasn't a free play. It was third down. Now, you, now you're done. Um, all of that stuff adds up to a four-point loss, you know, a 14 to 10 loss. And uh, on a night when it's that, cut that fine, a team against a team like the Patriots, you don't get a chance to overcome it like they did. They came up four minutes shy in, uh, in time of possession. Like I said, they had more offensive plays, but it took them fewer minutes to run those plays. And uh, yeah, he's right. They're right. Their own mistakes are what's short-circuited them at crucial moments. And every moment, when you look back across a close game like this, every moment becomes more crucial because it took that little to make the difference. One play in the first half, a 64-yard run, turned out to be the game. Yeah, I mean, how often were we going back and forth, changing possessions with three and outs uh, here and there to start the game? The Bills went 
the Bills forced a three and out on defense to start the game. Then the offense went three and out. Then the Buffalo's defense forced another three and out against the Patriots. So it felt like the the ball was being exchanged back and forth at a, at a pretty fast rate there in the beginning of the game. I mean, the Bills finished holding on to the ball 27 minutes, 59 seconds. The Patriots, 32 minutes, one second. So not too big of a difference there. And, I mean, you look at this game, the Bills have more first downs. They convert uh, a better rate when you look at their third down uh, conversion rate. Uh, they have near the same amount of net yards. And it's not like they made a lot of mistakes. There were a few really big mistakes that I think define this game as a whole. And I think the eyes on this team are a little bit more critical right now than maybe they would be if this team was coming off of a few straight yeah. wins. But since they're coming off of Yes, they beat the Saints uh, on Thanksgiving, but before that it was a loss. Uh, and then there's the Jacksonville Jaguars loss. These are losses that it people was even, it, didn't think they would be on, on the schedule. Right. I mean, the Colts are a good team. The Patriots are right. a, the, a good team. The Jacksonville Jaguars showed how they can have a good defense. But when all this adds up, everybody starts getting a little bit more critical of this team as a whole as we move I, into week 14 and the playoff picture starts to come together. It's a little bit, too. This will spill over onto the coaching staff, too, because they'll be asked questions. Like the, the challenge on the quarterback sneak with Mac Jones, it would be really, really tough to think there was ever going to be any video evidence that Mac Jones didn't. Man, I don't, I don't even think he probably didn't make it, but there's no way you're going to get indisputable evidence to do that. That was a challenge that either Sean McDermott got heard from upstairs or whatever, and that was a, that was a poorly used timeout in a spot where he didn't need to do it. Uh, the two-point conversion going forward after that first touchdown, I get it was too, way too early in the game to do that. You had the win. You were going to hit that kick. Uh, I get not going for for two. There's so much football to be played. Certainly points were going to be at a premium. But take the points you know you're going to get. And the, and the going into the tunnel end, you, the, the field goals were going through, that was going to be a non-issue. Uh, some of that stuff is going to, you know, I'm sure Sean McDermott's going to second-guess himself and go back and reevaluate some of the decisions they made. But that challenge was probably the one that I thought was one where they, you just know, quarterback sneaks when there's a pile of 20 guys, you're not going to have any indisputable video evidence that they're going to overturn it. I think you might have gotten some bad advice to take that challenge. And uh, Eric Wood on the radio broadcast as we were getting closer to halftime was talking about, you know, the Bills could hopefully get a two-for-one here. These are opportunities you really want to score on and take advantage of is that last drive you get before going into the locker room and that first drive you get, the Bills had the ball coming out of the locker room. They punt on both of those drives. Uh, the last drive going into halftime goes three plays, seven yards, takes just a minute off of the clock, and then the Patriots had the ball to end the second quarter. And then the Bills get the ball to start the third quarter. And the drive goes four plays, 16 yards, takes one minute and 20 seconds off of the clock. Those are two very important drives that the Buffalo Bills know are very important drives. And they end up just going seven plays and 20-something yeah, tw yards. 23 yards, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was disappointing. And I think, too, you think back about this, and this is one of those frustrating things. You always go through this in very close games, which is what one of this was. You go back and, and absolutely one play this way or that way, and this, this game goes the other direction. Yeah. 
but the Bills couldn't get those plays to go in their way. And uh, tip your hat to the Patriots for being able to do it. That's their, that's their personality. That's the way they've been under their time under Bill Belichick. They win close games like this. They never give up a bad play. And they come away with win when the other team stumbles and can't overcome those mistakes. They're such a disciplined football team. They have been so efficient over the last six weeks when you look at their stats when you look at how they've been successful and their now 7-0 win streak that they're on. And the Bills have been inefficient in ways that the Patriots have been efficient. Uh, we are waiting for head coach Sean McDermott to join us at the podium. But for now, let's throw it over to some Tremaine Edmonds sound as he was answering questions from the reporters in the Zoom room earlier this evening. How tough of a loss is this today? Yeah, obviously it's tough, um, you know. You know, it's just what it is. You know, I mean, no excuse for it. You know, they came and they beat us. Uh, now we, you know, we just got to get better. And uh, you know, I mean, we got to finish off the season strong. Yeah. So I mean, forty-five times on the ground, opposed to uh, you know only throwing three times. Were you? I mean, were were you figuring that they were going to run the ball as much as they did today? Yeah. I mean, you know, with the conditions, uh, you know, we talked about it. Uh, we knew they was going to come in and try to pound the ball. Uh, you know, we just got to do a better job stopping it. So how do you guys fix this, um, you know, down the line? Because you got to be playing your best ball in, in, in December. And right now it's kind of difficult for you guys to stack wins. So how do you guys refocus, relock in, and get back to playing, you know, the football that y'all was playing in the beginning of the season? Yeah, I mean, one thing about it, I mean, the, the league is not slowing down. Uh, I mean, we just got to come in and stay with a positive mindset. Obviously, you know, this one hurt. It hurt bad. But, uh, I mean, we still got ball left, man, and we got to regroup. Uh, leaders got to step up, and we got to lead this football team. Thanks for your time, Tremaine. Yeah. Hey, Tremaine. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us here. So uh, just the, the long touchdown, the cutback run, just kind of what was your view and what do you think happened on that play? Uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, it was a outside run, kind of just cut back. Uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of took a look at it, but it's kind of hard to see. Uh, you know, we just got to do a better job getting them down. Obviously, you know, our goal is to prevent the explosive plays. So defensively, we got to find a way, you know, to eliminate those type of runs and uh, you know, like I said, that, that one hurt. Um, we got to get it corrected. They, I mean, they ran a lot of their, you know, uh, FG leads, uh, pulling the guard out and uh, the crack tosses. I mean, um, kind of, I presume, you know, that's what they've been doing. There was no surprise there, which is kind of what do you think of their approach as the game was going on that you knew they were going to test you outside? Yeah, uh, I mean, we just, like you said, as the game went on, we knew they was going to try to run. Uh, I think we probably seen, you know, every run in the book. And, uh, I mean, you know, we just got to do a better job defensively. And, you know, all that start with me, um, you know, just making sure that we're ready to go and making sure that, you know, we stop them. That's going to be a priority moving forward as the Bills close out the regular season is stopping the run because the tape is certainly out there about this defense. Not that this defense is, is very talented. I don't want to discount them. I, they allow 14 points. They had some really great stops in tonight's game, but they have allowed quite a few rushing yards against the Titans, the Colts, and now the Patriots are the last team. This is a, a this is a situation here where I think it, it's the offensive side of the football is as culpable as the defense. Yeah. You can say, well, the defense never made them. Well, 
The offense scored 10 points tonight in, a, in the NFL. A, a, a throwing team, and I get it, the conditions were bad, but the red zone opportunities they couldn't cash in on. They fumbled the football away on their first opportunity to get down there. Uh, they missed a field goal to give this game, put this game in jeopardy with one final drive just with a field goal, and they couldn't get that done. Uh, so the, the defense gave up one touchdown all night, and the offense could not have. This is a little bit like the Jacksonville Jaguar game a month mm -hmm. ago yep. when the Bills' offense scored six points. Um, when you come down to it, this is a team that's got to score points to play complementary football, and if their offense isn't able to do that, for whatever reason, whether it's a, a 35, 40-mile-an-hour wind or just a defensive front where your offensive line's outmatched like it was in Jacksonville, whatever the reason, you've got to find a way to put the other offense in some jeopardy and in some desperation where they've got to move the football, they've got to put the ball in the end zone or got to get some field goal or some points. Uh, otherwise... You'll, you're going to run into a lot more teams on the remaining schedule who will never put the ball in harm's way and never put it at risk if your offense can't keep up on the scoreboard. Yeah, and I think a lot of people leading into this game, I, I heard it on the radio, I heard it from other reporters, I heard it from national people, what version of the Bills were going to show up tonight? Because if it was the best version, the Bills were 100% winning this game. But it wasn't the best version of themselves. And we've seen a lot of different versions of the Buffalo Bills since we week six when they lost against the Tennessee Titans and then went into their bye week uh, and then started their, their win-loss streak of kind of rotating through games, whether it was going to be a win or a loss. They have five games now left in the regular season, and it's time that we start seeing the best version of the Buffalo Bills to close out the regular season. If they want a chance at the division, if they want a chance at the playoffs, this team has st time still to turn it around. Josh Allen said, I believe we still can control our own destiny. Well, let's see what they can do against the defending Super Bowl champions here on Sunday uh, away in Tampa Bay. When you were in situations like this where you had five, four games left in the regular season and the season started to not go the way that you wanted it to go, what was a season that you guys were able to turn it around to close out the year in the right way? Because it's the beginning of December right. still. You want to play your best ball in December and January now as we move into playing 17 games right. and move more into the regular season in January. So what's the time where you guys were able to turn it around and, and it ended up proving into a nice playoff run? Well, I, c I couldn't tell you exactly. In 1989, we had to win two of our last three to get in. Uh, we actually only won one but got help to mm -hmm. do it. But we started playing the kind of football that later on, after 1989, we turned into a really good football team. And the things that happened in that last month w were the catalyst for that. I, I know this, too. You, you get out of this by just winning one game yeah. and then trying to win another one. Uh, they've said it. they got to stack wins. You, know, you, don't have to stack, you just got to get one. And then just the next week you just got to get one. And I think they need to break it down into smaller bites, make sure, and even sm a smaller bites is just think about the next practice and the next play and the next, you know, the next moment of your day. You've got to really break things down into smaller bites. It seems like they're trying to, trying to win it all every game instead of just playing it one play at a time sometimes. And I think they get a little overwhelmed and they get a little bit desperate when they don't really need to be, particularly in a game like tonight. Uh, they had plenty of opportunities, and they knew they were going to have plenty of opportunities to win this football game. And I think once in a while, it turned, it, they turned into a little bit of a desk, particularly offensively, uh, and they don't need to. Um, certainly, 
the win is crushing, you know, soul crushing for Bills fans to, to lose to that team yeah. that they've lost so many times. But this is, it's not a season ender. It feels like it. It breaks your heart to see him lose a game like this to that team and that coach and, and the quarterback who only threw three times. Of course, it's really crushing. But everything they want is still in front of them, like Josh Alva said. But they've got to win games now. And it's getting to the point where if they want to have everything they want to have and have the opportunity to get everything they want to have, they're going to have to win a lot of games down the stretch. And it's getting to the point where because of the racehorse they're in in the AFC, it's going to be musical chairs. And you don't want yeah. to be left without a chair when the playoffs begin. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and like you mentioned, it's, it's not over for them. Their playoff chances are winning the division is not over for them. I mean, they swept the Miami Dolphins. They beat the Jets in their first meeting. They lose to the Patriots in their first meeting. But they still have a game against the Patriots and a game against the Jets left on the regular season schedule. If they win both of those games they will win the division because the Patriots lost in week one against the Miami Dolphins. They'll have uh, a better division remember record. That one. Yes, so they'll, they'll have a better division record, a better chance at winning the division. So they'll see the Patriots the day after Christmas, December 26th for a week 16 game that's away in Foxborough, and they'll close out the regular season at home against New York Jets. But you don't want the division. It's, it's going to come down to it. You don't want the division to coming down to week 18, January 9th. Um, if you if you win an in, I think most team, I think the Bills would take that against the New York Jets <laughs> if they can get a win and in and win the division. Um, it looks as though when you lose a game like this, it's hard to even envision getting a first round bye that the one team, the number the number one seed, will get. The Patriots are sitting there now with a game or game and a half lead on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, yeah, that. But to win the division, you've you've got to beat the Patriots. You've got to keep winning football games. The Patriots go on a bye now. They've had a seven-game winning streak, and now they get a rest for two weeks. They mm -hmm. get probably get some of their guys back healthy. Uh, certainly they had a couple of guys stay down late in this game. That's going to be a concern for the Patriots. But, you know, they're going to bounce back in two weeks, and uh, they'll have one game before they take on the Buffalo Bills again. Yeah. The Bills will go Bucks, Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, and Jets to close out the season. So no opportunity like the present to start taking advantage of the opportunities that they have in games, the opportunities that they have in practices, uh, in getting back to the fundamentals. We hear Sean McDermott say that so much after losses is get back to the fundamentals, um, playing sound football, playing all three phases of the game, fundamentally sound football, and hey, the Bills had three penalties tonight. That's that's a that's a low number for this team in in the recent weeks. We've seen we've seen them rack up that side of the stat sheet in terms of penalties. I mean, I can't remember what game it was, but they had 12 penalties right. in a game for over 100 yards, and I think they had eight in a game too recently. I think it was uh, Jacksonville. I had 12, and yeah, you're right. It was uh, uh, that's a, the only thing that went but, but neither team got really penalized at all tonight one of them the one of the three penalties it was a hole and that was a mm -hmm. drive killer that so that was a possession that was lost because of a penalty the others are, are a little bit uh I don't know, you kind of lose them in the wash um, the bills had one fumble and the patriots uh with the Nikhil harry muffed punt 
the Bills take over and go in for the score there, I believe. I think yeah, that's where one, they got their one touchdown. One play, one play for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, so both teams benefited greatly from the other team's uh, mistake. The Patriots benefited because the Bills were in field goal range. Uh, and, and it got taken away by the fumble, and the Patriots and the Bills certainly benefited setting up their touchdown. All right, well, Sean McDermott is finally available. He's talking to reporters right now, so we'll send it over to Sean. Uh, we'll go ahead with your questions. Sean, there didn't uh, seem to be a lot of secret to what New England was going to do offensively in terms of running the ball with yeah. the weather. Uh, to be able to, or to have the defense give up 220-plus yards against the uh, you know, against the run, how disappointing is that, and what are what are the reasons for it? Yeah, I mean, they, I think they handed it off 45, 45 times. Um, the, the really the, the biggest one was the big run, a 64-yard run, I believe it was, uh, off the toss, and that you know that can't happen. That's a big play whether you throw it or run it, and uh, so listen, when they, when you run the ball 45 times, you're going to make some yards here and there, and, and things like that. I think if you take that one run out, then you help the average a little bit, but at the end of the day, that you can't give up a 64-yarder. That, that 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 really skews the the numbers there. So we knew we knew that coming in we, that that was their plan, and then you add the weather on top of it, um, and then you got to score points to get them out of that too, right? We're in the red zone four times. We're one for four in the red zone. Um, start, average starting field position was basically the 40-yard line for us compared to the 23-yard line for them. I mean, then you turn the ball over, right? So sloppy football. Talked uh, at times this season about your team's level of physical play, especially after losses. Where do you feel like it is now, 12 games through the season? Yeah, not good enough. We got to be able to run the football, and we got to be able to stop the run. And those things don't change. The message hasn't changed in terms of physicality and the, necess the necessity for physicality and what we do. That's why we start training camp the way we do, with running the football. And you got to win the line of scrimmage. And their average, their backs average, I think five point whatever. And our backs average three point, three point uh, one or whatever. So it's not good enough. John, what's the temperature in the room right now inside that locker? Yeah, guys are frustrated. I'm frustrated, you know. Um, but we got to find a way to uh, to move on here quickly and on this short week and head down to head head down to Tampa. John, you highlighted that 64 yard or what happened from your perspective on that play? Yeah, you know, it was a toss play, so. Um, usually that starts with setting an edge. You got to set the edge, and then you got to have pursuit, on the, uh, you know, up and in on the backside. And and, uh, and then they came back and ran the very same play the next play with a change in personnel grouping and with the same player, Akil Harry, on the on the on the crack there. So for two for the two point conversion. So um, listen, I thought there were moments right where our defense did some good things. I think we had three or four or four. I think it was four three and outs, but. We had opportunities. However you want to spin it, we had opportunities to win the game. Uh, when you're down the red zone four times you, and you're one for four um, and your average starting field position is basically your 40, that's an issue. You know, just I th we went backwards. <laughs> Right, then you're trying to kick a field goal, and we had the first and goal at the six-yard line, and you know we end up going backwards. So, John, each time you've had a bad loss, you've found a way to bounce back. But it's 12 games into the season, and it keeps getting back to this. Are you concerned that after 12 games, this is what your team is, and something needs to change? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's real. 
Um, you know, this is we are we are what our record says we are, as they say. Yeah, I mean, we've been inconsistent, and you know, again, opportunities to win the game. Opportunities, opportunities to win the game, and you know, again, you, you you go back and you look at it from a stat standpoint, and you say, hey, did we have opportunities to win the game? You're darn right, we did. You're darn right, we did. And so, why not? Right? Why not? And and you go back and try and solve that. Um, but you know, we've got to we got to. We got to do. We got to do some better things on defense, obviously in that run that run defense. And um, there's no no reason a run should go for 64 yards. I can see how you hand it off 45 times, whatever it is. You get occasionally you're going to hit an eight yarder or a 10 yard. That's going to happen. This is the NFL, right? But 64 yards, no way. Have you ever coached in a game, Sean, where a team was so one-dimensional by design like that? Uh, no, I mean probably the the snow game that we had against the Colts in 2017. But um, I mean that's. That's the way they've played up to this game. That's been their formula: run, you know, don't make a mistake, play good defense, play good special teams. Eventually, they'll, they'll take the ball away. Um, so, and then when you add the weather on top of that, again, it wasn't it wasn't a surprise. I can promise you that it wasn't a surprise. And uh, um, you know, just you got you got to do a better job in the run defense, and then got to score more points. That's the name of the game, scoring points. Sean, what was the decision, what was the thought process on challenging that fourth down play? Yeah, I just thought, you know, it's it's always tough, believe me, to, uh, I'm, I know winning those scrum plays, it's tough for them to see. I just thought it was a pivotal moment in the game if we could have gotten the ball back there on fourth down. And, you know, from my vantage point, it looked like he was stopped. Um, so, you know, had three timeouts at the time. Thought I could, hey, use one and try and see if we get the ball right there. and. We, were, we would have been going with the wind as well, so I wanted to get the ball back as soon as I could, not let them run time off the clock. I would say that was part of their part of their plan, and we knew that f from the first series, right? They run the ball in third and five, whatever it was. Um, so. John, did you consider going for two after your first touchdown to match their two? After I the did, yeah. I mean, we talked about it in pregame. You know, going the direction with the direction that they scored the first time uh, when they scored the touchdown. You know, we were seriously considering going for two there, so I can see why Bill did that. Um, obviously, kicking the other direction, it was a little, it was a little better, a lot better actually. Um, and their kicker made a couple that way, I think, from further out as well. So, um, and then had we scored at the end, there decision again: do you try an extra point there or uh, or go for two just based on the weather? You know, so. Um, and that's again, we were down that red zone. I think it was that red zone in particular, other than the score we had at the other side after the fumbled, fumbled punt. And uh, I mean, just kicking field goals into that end zone is tough because of the wind. So, um, John, you talked about getting pushed back in the red zone. Mitch mentioned the inopportune time shooting themselves in the foot. Where do you see the inconsistencies or the, the lack of execution at those points? Just sloppy football. I mean, you name it. Pre-snap penalty, um, just no rhythm, no rhythm really down there. Your thoughts on the way that Josh performed tonight? He had some really good zip on the ball. It looked like even at times it was difficult for the receivers to hang on to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, listen, when you when you lose, I'm not going to single out a guy, good, bad. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a team team deal here, and um, like always, he there's some plays he wants back and. 
I thought there were some opportunities on the ball, and, and we dropped it. You know, so whether it's third down conversion, the first third down conversion of the game, I think it was for us. Um, we had a crossing route opportunity right there, and so it's, but it's never just one guy. It's, it's all of us. John, the lack of a running game has been a consistent theme that we've talked about for the entire year. At this point, 12 games in, is it fixable in your mind? We're going to try our darnest to fix it. It's, it's tough, Joe. I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you guys. I mean, to, to fix that part of a game, of your game, this, this, this part of the year is, is tough. You know, that's why we try like heck to do it in training camp. That's where you develop the toughness of the football team, and that's why we run the football in training camp. That has not been my message from day one. I can promise you that. That has not been my message. My message, if you were in the team meetings and training camp, you would know um, what style of offense I want and, and what style of defense I want, what style of football team I want. And that, that identity, and you guys have heard me talk about this before, that identity is shaped in training camp. And, and that identity needs to embody toughness. Um, I think it's gotten through, but it hasn't. We haven't executed. You're right, Matt. We haven't executed. When you when you look at your losses, they followed a familiar script. You've you've lost the line of scrimmage. You've turned the ball over. You haven't converted in the red zone. When the same issues keep cropping up, 12 games into the year, at, at kind of like Joe said, at what point do you worry that with this current group of personnel that you have, that that maybe they're not fixable? Well, you just keep doing your best to solve problems. That's what, that's what you do. You keep coaching. You work your ass off. Um, players work their ass off. And we each got to do a better job, starting with me. Sean, you mentioned how guys are frustrated. And obviously, we can see that. How do you get them to channel that frustration and those emotions to move on yeah. and you know, turn this, try to turn this around? And that's what you got to do. It's, it's, we've got a short week, and we're going against another good football team down in Tampa, the defending world champs. So that's what you got to do. And uh, you got to figure it out. That's what we have to do. We got to continue to try and figure this thing out as to why we're performing the way we are. And um, you know, I think I got a pretty good, pretty good idea. There's a few shots on the broadcast of you very visibly frustrated and, and animated. How would you just explain the, the psychological component of coaching against Bill Belichick, especially when he's doing something like that, just running the ball constantly? Yeah, it's not. let's not give more credit than we need to give credit to Bill Belichick in this one. It was, um, whether it's Bill or anybody else, they beat us, right? But you sit here and you tell me when they start with the average starting, when we start with the average starting field position of the 40-yard line and he starts with the 23-yard line, and I'm rounding up in both cases. And we were one for four in the red zone, and they were 0 for one in the red zone. You give me that ahead of time, I'm saying I like my chances. I like my chances. So it's not, I don't think, with all due respect, it's not a Bill Belichick type thing. It's what are you doing with the opportunities you got? What are you doing with the opportunities you got? We turned the ball over at the plus 30-some yard line. Sloppy football. Sloppy football. So. Um, I'm very comfortable in that situation. You ever worry that the frustration you show on the sideline kind of bleeds into the players? And you know, you're talking about sloppy football, lack of composure. Do you ever worry that those two are linked at all? No, I think they know what I stand for. I think they know me well enough to know that I live how I how I am day to day. I'm standing up for my team in those situations. Is what you're doing, or I'm 
or I'm um, trying to encourage or challenge my guys to, to uh, in, mo in a motivating way to get him to perform at a higher level, get us to c coach at a higher level. That's what leaders do. Struggles like this, fingers want to be pointed. There's been frustration at times during the struggles with Brian Dable. Is he doing a good enough job to set this offense up to have success? Well, I didn't think, honestly, we, we took advantage of opportunities tonight. I really didn't. I mean, the ball's at the 40-yard line. You know, we're one for four in the red zone. So um, we got to figure that part of it out. Sean, you had Stefan had, had his hands or his arm at least on a, on a ball in the end zone. Dawson looked like he had his hands on a, a couple of balls that he wasn't able to, to bring in. In a game like that, when you know it's going to be tough sledding offensively, don't these guys have to support Josh a little bit more, especially plays. when the ball is on, on the money? Yeah, we all, we all do. We gotta, we, listen, that's like I said before, you got to coach better, you got to play better, right? And it's not just one person, it's, it's all of us. Is it all, at all embarrassing to be the first team in more than 40 years to lose a game the other team passing three times. I get embarrassed, Jerry, every time we lose. I take it personally, and I expect our team to do the same. Sean, what went into the decision to make both Marquez and Isaiah inactive? Was it just weather-related? Yeah, the same reason that they that they turned it over. It, the same reason, same reason that they turned it over on their punt return team. I wasn't willing to do that. So I, put, I want to put a guy back there that I trusted that was going to make good decisions with the ball. Um, so Matt, go ahead. Good. All right. Thanks, guys. Sean McDermott's press conference is brought to you by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, the official health plan of the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott saying that they need to figure it out here as they approach the end of the season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday at 425. That means it's a short week for this team. Tomorrow's Tuesday and they'll head to Tampa Bay on Saturday. So short week to look at the tape, get some things corrected, and uh, get their mindset right as they approach a game against the defending Super Bowl champions. So, Steve, advice here in the situation as this team is moving on from this loss and trying to correct things quickly before Sunday. Yeah, you've got to just work on execution. You've got to can't miss opportunities. You can't uh, have false start penalties. You can't do that to, to yourself. You've got to execute better. Certainly the conditions were a factor, particularly offensively tonight. Your defense let up one big play in a game where you lost by four points. Uh, it doesn't take much to lose a game like this, and it doesn't take that much to turn it around and to have won it, and that's what's so frustrating about it. So the frustration is real. It's a soul-crushing loss for some Bills fans because this was so such a big game and such a big opportunity to see it go by the wayside in the manner in which it did. It's pretty particularly frustrating. But uh, there is another game in six days, and it is just as important as this one uh, because it's you know you, you got a chance to win it and stay stay up to date and get back in the back in the playoff hunt, start climbing the ladder once again. Yeah, definitely. You are right. Red zone, <clears throat> red zone opportunities, taking advantage of the opportunities you get when you're on offense, not shooting yourselves in the foot. Those are a few things that this team is definitely going to work on here and practice this week. But we're going to close it out here. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your evening, and we hope that you can move on from this loss as quickly as the Buffalo Bills can in terms of preparing for what's up next. Thank you for joining us tonight. For Steve Tasker, I'm Maddie Glab. We'll catch you guys next week.